This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <sighs> so, okay, Craig asked a dumb question. It's probably not a dumb question. But everybody's favorite. We need, like, music for it or something. Yeah, seriously. Like like, uh, just like a light bulb sound effect. Ding! <laughs> When you're putting together a team of any kind, a football team, a basketball team, a business team, a whatever team, I was trying to think of other kinds of teams. I'm out of kinds of teams. Each member of the team should want to do their job as well as possible. Mm. Like that's not a revelatory statement. That is like for our show, our sh- uh, my show on the radio, I need to do my job as well as possible. And if Anthony screws something up, like, I also need Anthony to do uh, something as well, his job as well as possible. But, like, if I screw something up and he screws something up, I got to fix my part. That's my sure, responsibility. Right. And so I guess what I struggle with is, like, if that's how the NFL operates and that's how Scott may be thinking, it's like, oh, like, yeah, maybe I could do some other stuff, but Carson's just got to hit these plays. I'd be like, man, if you know that you're already, like, that you have these problems, you need to fix them out. Like, you can do both at once. Right. But I do feel, and I'm not saying that you're, I'm not have, saying that you're putting words in Scott's mouth. No, as no, far no. as I know, you haven't talked to him about this. So, like, you're not, you're not projecting what Scott is feeling. But I do get the sense that is very much how the NFL operates. Yeah. That a lot of play callers are like, well, if my quarterback would just hit this. And I'm like, well, you ran out of, under, when you were under center, you ran it 18 of 20 times. I think you can be better too. Why yeah. can't they do both? Yeah, and I think so. I'm speaking from experience. Like these, right. I've been in the I've right. been in the meetings after bad games, right? Not not with Scott, but with other like five other offensive coordinators around the NFL, six because I had two in one. But anyway, but like what I'm saying is that for whatever reason, there is this kind of this. It's a competitiveness in the play caller. I want to say that basically says it's not necessarily me. But it for sure, if that guy plays better, we're okay. And I get that. You know, like having called plays at a very low level in high school football, like there's part of me when they when I call a run and I get the iPad on the sideline and it's messed up, I'm like, we got to run that again because they screwed that up. You know, I told them what to do and they screwed it up. Now, I have to kind of say, like, am I putting too much on their plate mentally? And you have to look at yourself very right. critically, right? And I think it takes a bigger person to do that. Then, then you and it does. It's not as frequent. It's not as common as you would think. Every right. single coordinator I've had, this is the conversation after a game like that on Monday. We we they come in. We all sit down in our meeting. And he says, "Hey guys, we're gonna look at some film real quick," and he will buzz through probably fifteen, maybe twenty plays of where the players didn't execute effectively. And it's like, see how close we are here. See this throw. And as a player, like, oh, I totally get it. Like we screwed that up, right? 
Right. But like, that's the league. And like, that's kind of I my thing is I, like, I've now watched how, how many different quarterbacks here, how many yeah. different coaches and coordinators. I mean, I guess two head coaches and like two main coordinators in terms of Jay was always over the offense, but like right. different variations with, with Sean, with Kevin, yeah. when Jay was the guy who was really running it. Like I've seen some different stuff. I've now seen Scott for a couple of years. I've watched obviously opponents week after week after week. Aaron Rodgers misses stuff. Tom Brady yeah. misses stuff. Like quarterbacks miss stuff in the league. And when coordinators and coaches fail to realize that and go, we can make it easier. We actually yeah. control part of this because maybe Carson wouldn't miss that if he was in a better rhythm. Maybe Carson wouldn't miss that if he could see it better or if he didn't have quite as much pressure because the, the defense didn't know there's a 90% chance they're passing here because they're in the shotgun. Right. Like, they're, they're like these pieces are intertwined. And it, it's, I say this about soccer all the time um, because soccer is very similar. You have these coaches that are like, oh, we missed that opportunity, missed that opportunity. I can't believe they missed that shot. We would, we should have won seven nothing. And I'm like, do you watch soccer? Right. Yeah. Professional soccer games aren't seven nothing ever. Like, right. if the best team in the league beat, you know, faces the worst team in the league in some of these leagues where there's 30 teams, sure. But like, in the leagues that we're talking that I'm talking about where these conversations happen, games a blowout is three nothing. Right. But most of these games are two one, one one ties, whatever. And it's like, yeah, you're just gonna miss 70% of your opportunities because that's the sport. Right. And that's that's what I get frustrated by in football, where I'm like, if somebody could realize what football actually is, how it actually works out on average, and then be like, okay, maybe we should try to do this and this maybe you'd actually have more success. And I feel like some teams do that better than others, and those are the good ones. Like, I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs do this very well. Yeah. I'm sure mm -hmm. he looks at games as like, Patrick missed that, that, and that, but how can I make it so that he doesn't miss that? It takes it, it takes a very mature coach, and it takes a mature boss. Like, you know, like when you're managing people and you kind of say, man, I didn't put them in the best position to be successful. And, like, we've all been employed. We've all had bosses. We all know good bosses. We all know bad bosses. And one of the things about a good boss is they – are very accountable and they're very self-aware, right? And that's people are not always that way. So I'm not <laughs> saying Scott is. I'm not saying Scott is or isn't that way. But I would expect that some of the self-evaluation is hampered by the stuff that Carson missed this last week. I would assume, you know. Right. And I and I think when they get to the buy, like you said, when they get to the buy and there's no scoreboard, there's no upcoming game, they'll be able to kind of say, oh yeah, you know, maybe this is where we need to be better with some of this stuff. So yeah, that makes sense.